All right. If you want an update on where to place your money and where to invest in the Canadian real estate market, you're going to thoroughly enjoy this conversation. Let's go. Welcome to the Russell Westcott Podcast, helping real estate investors like you acquire the inspiration, knowledge, and skills that you need to start, grow, and scale the real estate investing portfolio of your dreams. Hey gang, how's it going? Russell Westcott here. So gotta, you know, turn the microphone up a little bit here for me, a little in the headphone here. So hope you have yourself a wonderful day. This is the, uh, I'm recording this, you know, give me a little behind the scenes look here. I'm recording this late on a Sunday night. Uh, what is it after 10 o'clock here on the on the Pacific Coast and just kind of getting ready and getting my bags all packed and getting the cameras all put together into the old uh, into the old travel bag and getting some clothes put together. I'm I'm hitting the road here for a couple of days for the upcoming week. It's been just a fantastic week. Lots of crazy crazy cool things accomplished. We had some wonderful um, webinars and some wonderful training and uh, some wonderful updates on a lot of my inner circle clients. And, you know, there's just some people that are just kicking butt out there. And so just extremely thoroughly impressed and, and thoroughly inspired by all the action the inner circle group is taking. It just, you know, they're just quietly just, you know, kicking butt is the best way to put it. But uh, you know what? I'm just recording this, like I said, late Sunday night, um, getting uh, everything packed up. I'm heading out to Edmonton for for better part of the week. And uh, I've got a whole bunch of videos lined up, a whole bunch of content creating. And I'm also, the main reason going out there is hitting uh, an event on the upcoming Wednesday, the Edmonton Real Estate Investors Association, and we'll be delivering a updated presentation. So stay tuned. That'll probably be coming in the new year for you guys as a, as a piece of content for you as well. As you know, whenever I update something for and I deliver it live, I'll probably come back to the old studio. You know, late it's you know get into the environment here and have the good microphone and have the Sure SM7B and have uh, all the good sound treatment here and just have the good recording environment and just lay down some really killer tracks here for you guys. Anytime I update something, you know, you guys get it as part of the process as well. Um, But I've been uh, delivering a lot more content to the inner circle group. So if you're interested in getting on the the fast track, I've been taking a really deep look into, um, you know, building out our social media presence and building out our websites and copywriting. We did a copywriting seminar and we did also um, you know, due diligence on uh, multifamily properties. I have a um, investor that's built out an entire portfolio of private capital that they use through secured securitized funds, and they bring people with between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars together, and then uh, put that into a fund, and then you know manage a you know nine ten million dollar fund, and then loan and lend that out on different projects or invest it into their own. Wonderful stuff like that. Have a securities lawyer coming out, have an SEO expert coming out. So I'm just having a lot of really good, deep, in-depth skill-building conversations with some of the best of the best out there. And if you're interested in being part of the Inner Circle group, by all means, hit me up. Let me know. Um, I can give you a, a personalized tour of what the Inner Circle entails and what you get for that. Okay, that's with with all that being said, um, what I wanted to share with you in this podcast. So 
Last month in November, I had the opportunity of getting out to Ontario and had an opportunity of getting on to a few podcasts out, out that way, some some big shows and some uh, people that had some pretty uh, high-end studios. I was actually quite impressed. I had uh, I had studio envy when I was going through on a couple of them. You know, we were talking tech and talking lots of geek outs and stuff like that. And, you know, it's amazing over the last two, three years on how many people have just uh, leaned into this whole thing about content creation into podcasting, YouTube, video, getting your message out in a digital world. And that's what I did when I was out there. As a matter of fact, I encourage each and every one of you, if you're listening to this and you're interested in becoming a sophisticated real estate investor, you need to have a content strategy. You truly do. That's why I've been training my inner circle clients on how to put together a a podcast, live stream, YouTube, all the different platforms. How do you write your posts, right? How do you take the pictures? I gave entire people an entire photo guide and how do you build out your landing pages and your CRMs and your funnels and your follow-up sequences, all those kind of things because we truly live in a digital world. And um, those who can create the most leads and those who can generate the quality leads and then be able to qualify those quality leads will be the winners in this new economy, especially within the real estate context. So within this conversation that I'm having here, I'm going to be sharing with you a wonderful conversation I had with Mark Loeffler. Now, um, the name may sound familiar. He was on a guest on one of my podcast episodes a little while ago. If I check back through my notes, when was Mark? Mark was on, he would have been on episode 103, right? That's when Mark Loeffler, so that was way back in, uh, Geez, that would have been end of March, April, would have been April, end of March, early April of 2022. So by all means, I encourage you to go check out 103. Mark's just doing a wonderful job out there in the marketplace. And this is an opportunity, the first time I actually had an opportunity to be out in Eastern Canada into Toronto, and I had an opportunity of sitting down and being a guest on Mark's show. So I was very honored to have that, and we went into many different topics. And the main thing we kind of talked about was kind of, you know, Ontario versus Alberta, which one? And, you know, the answer to that question may surprise you a little bit when you listen to this as well. You might know my answer, you might know Mark's answer, you might know, but the answer may surprise you. We did a little quick market update. And we talked a lot about, you know, being in the trenches of being a full-time sophisticated real estate investor. Okay, gang, that's uh, what this one is all about. So make sure you stick around right to the very end. We have some uh, market predictions and we actually do have a a couple of market calls in this one as well. And you're going to thoroughly love this one. All right, guys, please help me welcome Mark and Russell on the Mark Loeffler Experience. Hey everyone, welcome back to Between Two Ferns with uh, Mark Loeffler and uh, Russell Westcott. I'd like to welcome Russell all the way in from Vancouver. Well, cheers, Just, just, just flew in this morning. Yeah, you make a good cup of coffee here, my friend. Thank so. you, thank you. Yeah. And uh, yeah, today we're going to be discussing about what should everyone be doing in this in this market? If you own properties, if you don't own properties, what should you be doing? And I just have to say that Russell was right that you sh- in in he called it in, in 2021, he said, Ontario, be careful, maybe divest some properties, watch out for bubble, maybe look in other areas. And I listened to Russell and look, I'm doing okay out in Edmonton. <laughs> wow. First of all, Mark, thanks for the opportunity. I'm, I'm uh, 
I'm a little nervous here. I'm I'm honored to be in the the Mark Loeffler experience, the the hallowed halls of of the the video experience, and you've just been doing such an amazing job on your YouTube channel and everything that you're putting out. And I just wanted to be part of it. Just uh, you know, just hang out in the brilliance of the Mark Loeffler experience. <laughs> all right, now the fluff is all done. <laughs> now we will be able to. We'll have to change the door jam in order to yeah. get out of here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're knowledgeable on very like Ontario, Alberta, BC, right? Uh, I don't know about the other markets so much, but like if you were in Ontario right now, yeah. what would you do? Because I know you have coaching clients in yeah. Ontario, so you you have the pulse of Ontario right now. What 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 are you thinking? The best way I'm helping people almost on a daily basis is first of all, let's just take a big deep breath. Like honestly, it is all of us. It's there's a lot of craziness. Yes, there's a lot of change that's happening there's a lot of mixed messages that are happening so first and foremost you know hug your spouse pet your dog do some yoga go for a run do something just to just just chill for a minute right mm. and then once you've had that moment to just chill let's just pragmatically just kind of look at it from a standpoint the lenses that i look get people to look at it is there's there's a short term there's a medium term and then there's a long term yeah. And if we're specifically talking about Ontario right now in different markets, each market is different on a short term basis. It's it's not pretty. It is yeah. really not pretty right now. There's an awful lot of pre-sales and developers and rising interest rates. When rising interest rates are going the, the pace that they've been going, it has an impact on everybody. And you can't not feel it. Yeah. Right. So there's a ripple that's happening. So let's just get through the short term. Yeah. Manage your cash flow, right? Manage everything. Just just strategically look at your portfolio on a day-to-day basis almost now. So now might be the time to sell some dogs. Oh, absolutely. Well, the best time to sell some dogs was probably a year ago. Well, but no, it's yeah. January, February. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they weren't dogs then. They were going yeah. up at 10% a month and yeah. everyone thought, oh, this is the best thing ever. And yeah. I mean, I know you experienced it in 05, 06, 07 yeah. out in Alberta. Where, yeah, like there were people I heard at Rain that ha- kept their property vacant for a year. Yeah. So they could have a, this is my return after keeping a property vacant for a year. And I'm like, that's the stupidest thing ever. I could have just told you what your return would have been and you could have cash flow. Yeah. In, in hopes that it would go up in value and, yeah. and fix it. You know, I had an analogy a good friend of mine once shared is, you know, you sit there, you could sit there and you have this, you just, you're single, you're bachelor forever, and you had your favorite couch. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're now commingling and you, you couldn't take this couch to the new place, but you couldn't get rid of your favorite couch. So you put it in storage for a year. And then a year goes by, you paid storage for the whole year, and then you ended up selling it for next to nothing a year later. Yep. Right. So, so that's a, an analogy I use. And, and so here's the thing. I understand what's going on in the marketplace because I've been through it, like you said, 2007, 2008. Markets in Alberta at that time were going up astronomical. They were like 50% year over year, going up forever. Everybody is walking into a conference going, look at me, I just made $100,000 in six months. I did nothing. Mm-hmm. And then uh, and then all of a sudden things turned. The music stopped playing. And you found out who the real investors were. <laughs> and, and you saw who was swimming naked. Well, and I was very naked at mm-hmm. that time. As a matter of fact, I wasn't just naked. I actually doubled down and added another 40 properties. If you've owned a property in the Ontario marketplace for the last three years, you probably legitimately have doubled your money. Oh, yeah. Easily. Legitimately. Yep. And it is okay that... Um, 
in January, February of this year, it probably would have sold for maybe $100,000 more. That's still okay. I would say 200. Maybe 200, maybe, maybe 250. 300. Yeah. I mean, I have a couple examples of they, we had them listed in January, February, and we had offers on them and they both came in around 1.25 million yeah. and both sold for $200,000 less like in June or July. Yeah. And that's June or July and we're down since then. Right. Well, I'll give you a real life example. So I'm working with uh, some clients out this way. They have a property up in the Simcoe Shores area mm -hmm. and they've owned it. It's gone up, uh, you know, ridiculous amount of money. It outstripped, let's put it this way, the price escalation outstripped the economic fundamentals. Yep. Like without question, it outstripped yep. that. So they're now sitting there looking at it. They have this property that is probably under rented by $600 a month. Yep. They can't raise their rent. Nope. They've tried to negotiate with the tenants. They can't change any of the use to it to add any more value to it. Yeah. So they took it and they put the put it on the market. They priced it appropriately. They've had to adjust it a couple times. They've now had two offers that came in. They took one. They made um, a couple hundred, I think 200, 300,000 bucks. They're taking all that money, paying off their personal residence. Mm -hmm. Re reducing, eliminating their mortgage payment. So they just had a big giant cash flow increase. Mm -hmm. And then they had all that money uh, redeployed back into as a line of credit. And now they're taking that money and moving it into the Alberta marketplace. And now they're getting it on a bottom of a cycle. It has a better chance of cash flowing. They can raise their rents. There's no land transfer taxes, all kind of stuff like that. So that's just one example. I mean, Alberta is good. Obviously yeah. I'm investing out there, yeah. but one of my biggest fears is is that it's not like the Ontario market where we have a housing shortage. It's just plain and mm -hmm. simple. We do more immigration is going to come in and, you know, people are moving out of Ontario, but more people are moving in yep. and they're not building enough houses here. Yes. Alberta, that's not the case. If there's a boom, any two bit developer could put up properties within two, two to six months. Yeah. And, and that that's 100% true. Yeah. But you just hit on a point. So back to when I was talking about short term, medium term, long term, um, I have a great hope for the Ontario marketplace still. And, and the great hope that I have is, you know, whether he's still in power or not, Mr. Doug Ford just came and just dumped a whole bunch more fish into the pond by changing density rules a little bit. Yeah, let's, I mean, I'm hopeful for that. Yep. I mean, have you ever tried to take power away from a politician? Oh, <laughs> It's just and a different person a, comes along. I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put that in. <laughs> yeah. and that, that, that's my, could be my caveat on that. Yeah. But anyways, I agree on that front. So we do need more housing. Yeah, especially if you own a property that has underutilized land, that is a good that's a good opportunity. Yeah, hundred percent. Like yeah. putting a garden suite on yeah. or taking out development charges. If I want to turn a single family home into a triplex, yeah. obviously I think we need more medium walk ups. Like this is yeah. in or walk-ups are just like five, six story properties, even if they have an elevator, that's all over Alberta right yeah. now, or yeah. Edmonton at least right now, Calgary too. And that's what they're building, right? Because yeah. it's cheaper, they can build stick built and it works. But yeah, I think we're digressing from the original yeah. point. So, okay, so short term, you're leery of Short term, Ontario. I'm just, I'm very nervous, batting down the hatches, gang, do what you gotta do to get through this. Is really, and you know, <laughs> can get we're, 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 this is funny. Yeah. yeah. Because I would do flips in today's market in Ontario. Mm. I'm looking for flips right now. They're Ontario. looking to acquire something at dirt cheap prices. Pennies well, I, on I'm looking to buy something, add some value and sell it in today's market. Mm. That's what I'm looking to do. Obviously I'm going to buy it right. Yeah. If I can buy it right, I'm happy. Yeah. 
I, I, I'm looking to acquire long-term apartment buildings here too. Yeah. But here's the thing with commercial in Ontario, it didn't see that huge run up in prices, mm. right? Like it basically said to the residential market, you're nuts. Yeah. So it hasn't seen a big fall off either. It has come down a little bit, but not huge, not especially yeah. for how high interest rates are. Yeah. So if I want to buy a fixer upper apartment building, I'm still three and a half, three and a quarter, three and a half cap. Yeah. But I have a hundred percent, hundred and fifty percent raise in rents yep. on turnover. So well, I have a I have a client out who's buying still apartment buildings in the the Tri City areas in yeah. Kitchener, and he's got a sixteen unit apartment building, and he paid potentially paid today's numbers. But the big value play for him is he's buying it at their about eight hundred to eleven hundred dollars rentals right now, and he legitimately in three years can double the rents more than that. In, in in three years or less. Yeah. So he's sitting there looking at, I legitimately can more than double this investment yeah. in a short period of time. And he's doubling down. And he's actually, I, I worked with him and I said, so here's your branding that you want to do is uh, while everybody else is running for the hills, you're the last one standing still buying Ontario properties. And there's a lot of investors that still want to buy Ontario. They don't yeah. want to go to Florida. They don't want to go to Alberta. They want to buy close to home. There's still a ton of yeah. buyers out here. Yeah. That's why they're not going to... That's why prices aren't going down that much. Well, it's sticky. It's really sticky. Because here's the thing is, and, and you're seeing it already, you're a realtor, you know, you're on top of the numbers. When prices start going down, somebody who listed their price at an astronomical price, hoping they'd get it, they get to say, oh, I'm not going to get it. So they'll just take it off the market. Yep. Right now, there's probably less listings on the marketplace than there wasn't, uh, you know, for the past, for 2007, 2008 during a crash. I, don't, I haven't gone back to 2007, 2008, yeah. but if you watched my video last Monday, then you would have saw, yeah, that we have less listings now than we had two years ago or three years ago. When, and then, in, and in it was tight then. In a more normal market. Three yeah. years ago, 2019 wasn't yeah. that tight, right? Okay. But we had more listings then than we have now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have way more listings than we had last year because the market was just stupid tight because yeah. there were so many buyers. Yeah, so on back to our so, original conversation, yes. and then we are going to come back to uh, on Alberta. Hey, 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 we'll be right back to this episode. Hope you're loving the in-depth conversation. Our good friend from Streetwise Mortgages are here with an exciting announcement. Take it away, Dahlia. Hey, Canada. I'm so excited to share some great news with you today. Streetwise Mortgages has expanded its reach to service investors across multiple provinces. This includes Alberta, British Columbia, New Brunswick, Saskatchewan, and Manitoba. Investors in these provinces can now tap into our exclusive financing roadmap methodology. This is the methodology that helped thousands of investors scale up their portfolios beyond what they had initially envisioned. It is a custom financing roadmap that will give you crystal clear clarity on financing to grow and scale and optimize your portfolio. There are eight building blocks that we go through for every investor, including assessing where you are currently, getting clear on your real estate investment goals and what you're looking to achieve, because financing has to enable the achievement of your goals. Then talking about 
How are we going to align capital sources and where is the money going to come from? What makes sense to use first in terms of money tool and when? You got several money tools available to you as an investor, including equity, private money, joint venture partnerships, commercial financing, A or bank financing and alternative financing, even RSP financing. So what do you use and when is going to play a huge role into the uh, success of your portfolio and building a strong foundation? Number four is maximizing your borrowing power as you scale up. You want the lenders to continue to say yes, and you want to get access to the best cost of money. And if you don't go strategically about that, you will hit something called the financing wall. So in the customized financing roadmap kit, this is a huge building block that we focus on to ensure that you're going to continue to grow. Number five is how to structure your deals. Who's going to be on title? Do you go and put a deal in a personal name or a corporate name? If you have joint ventures, how are you going to structure these deals to ensure that you continue to grow uh, with them? We also answer any questions that you have and we help you avoid the costly financing and money mistakes investors make, sometimes not even consciously or unintentionally. Uh, we want to make sure that you are aware of what those is as you move forward. And finally, we put this plan into action for you. So if your objective is to acquire 10 properties next year, let's map out, map out financing. And once you hit that goal, then we revisit the financing roadmap, update it to help you take it to the next level. So if you're an investor who's looking to scale up your portfolio or you're an investor with an existing portfolio who's looking to optimize it, or if you're looking for guidance in this environment that we're in, feel free to reach out to myself and my team for a complimentary planning session at info at streetwisemortgages.com. Myself and my team are so excited to support you on your investment journey and to guide you through the times ahead. And we are thrilled to be part of your success. Short term, then the medium term is that there are some changes that play to, to release some housing inventory. So I have yeah. I have some hope that it's gonna be backstopped, the, that a, a fall won't happen too far, it's gonna catch its footing and then it's gonna start going again. More supplies being released. The other is we still have whether we agree or disagree, we still have current governments that are opening up the floodgate to immigration. Mm -hmm. And Canada is a safe haven in a world pop in a world mm -hmm. population. People, when you're having troubles in Europe and you can't heat or wherever, and you want to know where to go, where there's a nice safe haven, Canada is is very open. Canada and and very to maybe to be go too far is almost too friendly in well, some cases. I mean, here's the thing. <laughs> you're not gonna get shot. Yeah. You're not gonna get robbed typically, yeah. right? Like it's it's one of those things where you can basically come in and move and yeah, you like if you're wealthy somewhere else, maybe you need security. Yeah. Right? But you come to Canada and it's like, oh, you're just an average show. Yeah. Nobody knows, nobody cares. Um but yeah, so I guess short term, you're pessimistic on Ontario. Yeah. I medium term, like medium term, it, it's going to, it's going to 
it's going to keep going down until it catches its footing. Yeah, I think we're my person. It could be close. I think we're close. Yeah. I think we have another. Yeah, I think spring market's going to come and at least level off. Yeah, and then medium term, you're medium term. I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, which is a bad sometimes a bad thing, but I, I'm hopeful because some of the changes that are decisions. Like, let's be honest, some of these things that are being announced now should have been announced three, four years ago, so or it, longer. It's better for investors if they don't include those new housing. Yeah, it, well, it is because it keeps supply yeah. low, if, especially if you own a property. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, adding densification to be able to add more units is good for cash flow to be able to absorb. It also helps investors because if you. Like, because the land value goes up. Yes, it does. Right, because you make the land more valuable. You yeah. can, yeah. So short term, you're saying, hey, if you're out there and you're buying in Ontario, yeah. look for deals that Just, you can add value to. Yeah. If you're buying an apartment building, which I'd love to buy right now in Ontario, if I can find the right one at the yeah. price I want to pay, yeah, then I can double, triple rents over yeah. whatever well, here, time. Here's, and I'll give a couple things from some conversations I've recently had. Um, so some investors, everybody always says, well, I want to crash and I want, I want prices to come down. Then I'm going to get in. 95% of those people still won't do anything, even if the market goes down. 99.9%. Right? Even more. Okay. Yeah. Because then they're waiting for the bottom and then the bottom comes and then it's goes gone, like, because you don't know until three months later. Okay. So if it comes down to what you believe is happening, if you believe the market is going down another 20, 30%, go out there right now, be aggressive, price that into your offer right now yeah. and see what the seller will say. Most of them will probably say, go pound sand. Yeah. Some might say yes. You never know. Yeah. Right. Price it in right now. And if you can pick up a property, another 20 or 30% discount from what it's gone down to right now, I think here's the analogy I would use. Two years ago, if somebody told you you could have bought a duplex in Hamilton for $850,000, you would say there, I would have bought four of them. Yep. Right now, nice duplexes in Hamilton are probably close to that price now, or even less. The rents haven't come down. The rents no, has the actually rent gone, up gone up significantly. So arguably speaking, that is a better investment opportunity today than it was then, notwithstanding that the interest rates have gone up and, but it should be, it, it should, well, you, the cash flows will be fairly similar. And your your return is going to be better because you're going to have less cash in. Less cash in. So you have an opportunity to get into an opportunity right now. Yeah. Right? I, and I say that all the time right now. If you're looking in Ontario, find cash flowing properties. Yeah. Because if they go down in value, they say they went down another 10%. Yeah. But you're cash flowing. Who cares? It'll it'll come back at some point and you're going to cash flow. And you're going to pay down the mortgage. And especially if you're going to add value to a property yeah. and, you know, if you're going to do a burr, maybe you have multiple exit strategies. So maybe one's to burr it to refinance, maybe one's to flip it to sell to the market, and maybe one's just to hold on to yep. it long term, right? But that's what I'm looking at even in the flips is like, what are my multiple exit strategies? Yep. Can I short term rent it? Can I do a long term rental? What can I do if the market does turn on me enough that, okay, it's not a viable flip yep. anymore? And, and here's usually what happens is most people and I say when I say most people, I'm going to look at myself in a mirror, I did the exact same thing. I and most people do the exact opposite of what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were doubling down, adding properties during a rapid appreciation when it was getting close to a peak. We didn't know it was a peak now, six months later, a year later, we can I, tell I, it was. I, I had a feeling. I, I had 100%. 
But January, most people February. were were just going gangbusters now. And now when they should be probably really being vigilant to to, to dive in more, they're they're doing the opposite. Yeah, Again. They get scared. They get scared. Absolutely. So so what I'm trying to say is there are opportunities if you pay attention, if you follow Mark Loeffler's channel on YouTube, you will find that there is always an opportunity for, for that. What you just do is markets change, markets pivot, you just change your tactics and your strategies. Yep. Really, that's it. it comes down to it. Actually, I just do the same thing in different markets. <laughs> <laughs> just so you're the path of least resistance guy, you've got a you've got a model that works and you just pick it up and move it to a different place that the next next cycle is happening. Yeah. And then honestly, I just yeah. obviously I bought it in Alberta. We closed last April in Don's building. Yeah. Um, so it's been a year and a half now. And I, I mean, I think it's been going pretty good yeah. for us. Out there. Rents are you are getting the, are you getting the rents that you were thinking that you would or better now? Nice. Yeah, because we at the beginning we were. But rents have gone up 100 to $150 a unit there yeah. over the last six months, right? So. Well, something I want to share with you, and it's something you said earlier. I 100% agree about in Alberta, there is no really land restriction yeah. in, in many respects. Honest to goodness, it's like if you've been ever been to the prairies, it's just like as far as you can see, there, there's land. Yeah. But what there's happened, especially in Edmonton, um, I mean, I don't know if you know this or not, but it's it's not, it's, they should publicly announce a little more. The footprint of the city is they kind of got it the size that they want. They don't want it to keep going out. No, they're going to go up. They're going to start going up. So in any like any city, the further out you go, you need more roads, you need more sewers, you need garbage trucks to go yeah, further. It just costs right. more money. The city of Edmonton has just said, our footprint is what we want. We don't want it to go out. We want it to densify in. We want it to go up. That's why they're approving infills like there's so, no tomorrow, like Pez dispense. Like yeah. you can honestly in a 30 to 60 days, get a development for an infill project. So done. we have a 40 unit property yeah. that we bought on. It's on a larger piece of property and they're like, yeah, you can get 120 units on here. Yeah. So we're probably going to build 120 units there. And, and there is so much in Alberta, especially Edmond, there's so many what I call underutilized complexes out there. Like, honest to goodness, you go, and I, I'm not trying to say we just need to cram more people in, but it's ridiculous. Like, and you've been out there, if you drive around to some of these townhome complexes, on this plot of land that you could probably put 170 units, they've got like 40, yep. right? And there's whole piles of those things for, I, I think there's an, an op, no, we're talking big development, big, big plans, you know, like what, like stuff that you do, mm -hmm. right? But there's so much underutilized land that's there, even without it growing out, just densifying in. Quick story, a client of mine that I'm working with in Edmonton, he sits there, he found a, a property inner city, one house, large lot, bought the house for three and change. And people say that that is the whole house with the land, everything. That's, that's average sale price in that's, Edmonton, right around there. So With a giant lot, just finished knocking down the house, putting on three townhomes on it with, the basement, with suite. basement suites. He will turn that in from one unit into six rentals. And he even told me when I was there on site with him, the garages would be in the back. He could have put three garage suite units on too, but he just didn't want to have that much densification. He didn't have enough parking. Yeah. Like he could have literally put nine rentals on one lot. So let's go back. He put six. He's put building six. He's going to be into it for about 1.5 million. He has an appraisal for one seven and change. I know who you're talking about. I just was out with him too. And and was that Brian? Oh, no. Oh, it was a different guy. So different there's, guy there's doing lots. the exact same thing. And yeah. He's like, oh, here's my valuation. And 
it just doesn't make sense to me. It's not enough numbers. I'd rather just go buy the end units. Well, that's that's what I do. That's yeah. what I that's what I do, and that's what I actually recommend people do is just go buy the one point seven five million dollar finished product. Get a if you can get an MLI select fifty year amortization 95%, on it ninety five percent ninety five percent loan to value. Get that collect the the rents and just do no work. Have somebody else do all that work for yeah. you and then just own that. But but those kind of things. And, and when I sit there and, and I threw this on, I was talking to a guy from Vancouver. And and he he stopped me. He said he goes Russ. He goes he goes one point seven five for six properties, like six units. I go yeah. He goes yeah. he goes my average house price in my neighborhood is just under two million for one house. Uh, it's like when I was started selling in Hamilton, and yeah. people would come by down and buy a twenty unit for eight hundred thousand dollars, and I'm like, you have no business buying an apartment building, and they're like, well, my house is worth one point two million. Yeah, I have an eight hundred thousand dollar apartment building. What's the difference, right? Yeah. So, and and when I say that, uh, we're talking nice stuff. Like oh yeah, brand yeah. new. Oh, like, yeah, I know that. Like it's that, brand yeah. new. Like yeah. it's got warranty. It's got everything. These stuff will attract a really high end tenant profile. Yeah, for sure. So okay, let's talk Alberta real quick. I see rosy times ahead because for 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 one thing is. It's been flat, if not declining, for better part of a more than a decade, and its cycle is just now starting. I'm, st- I'm buying properties for less than people bought them for in 2014. Yeah, 100. Um, which I enjoy. Uh, I and I agree. Like they say that uh, Alberta is going to lead the country in economic growth yep. for the next three to five years, if not more. They just obviously had the huge budget surplus yep. that they announced, thanks obviously to oil revenues. Yep. Um, and I think, yeah, short, medium. Long, there's more cycles there because yep. it is commodity based. Yep. Um, so that's why my time frame is a five to seven year window. Yeah, I take a ten at the most. At the yeah, time. ten at most. But yep. it's you know, I'm always out there doing the research, yep. right? So I'm okay. My research says buy by now, yep. buy now, buy a lot. Then you know, in two three years, reevaluate, see what's going on. Is it still time to buy? Yep. Is it just time to hold? Yep. Is it time to find a new market to go buy in? And then in five to seven years, it's like, okay, are we still holding? Or are we selling? Because yeah. I love to sell into an up market. Well, and, I don't want to hold right to the end I, and then I get caught on the agree. other side. One of the things you also have to be understand is capital likes efficiency. Mm-hmm. And people want to probably gravitate towards where their money will go further. Like seriously, like I'll give you a couple examples. Um, a friend, friend of mine who came out from from uh, Edmonton out to Vancouver. And he was just, he goes, I can't believe that you guys are paying $2 and 10 cents a liter for gas. Ours is a buck 40. He went to a grocery store and he goes, I, I can't believe the price you guys are paying for produce and food here. And he goes, he's staying, he's staying at a hotel. And he said at back home would be a hundred bucks a night. He goes, I'm paying 300 bucks for it here. Like how do you guys afford to live out in British Columbia? Yeah. And then you add on liquor taxes and PST and home transport for tax you add on all these things and sometimes the cure for cheap prices is low prices yeah and people are moving out there just because they want to get ahead and, well, and they yeah. had what thirty four thousand people moved out or was it forty two thousand it was it was it, it was a good number it was a big number in one quarter there was like 40 and they've had four quarters of a, in a row and that's just interprovincial migration yeah, that's not uh, that's not birth that's not international and and if you actually dive into the numbers Alberta is one of the highest immigration bringers inner of people if that's such a word well because they have yeah. the the jobs out there yeah. that like you know, these companies apply for yep. these 
hey, we need these type of workers yeah. and they get pushed through and they're like, okay, these type of work. And then they go yeah. straight to Alberta. Well, right? and, and, and then, then here's, if you really dive into it, exactly. Um, Ontario, BC, maybe a little bit of Quebec, they bring in what I would call the, the, the wealthier immigrant, typically tech mm -hmm. immigrant, wealthier people. The working immigrants go to Alberta. Yeah, blue and, collar. And the blue collar, and they work. Mm -hmm. And they fill a lot of those jobs. And they rent Mark's properties. Yeah. Right? 100%. <laughs> so so I, I, you know, I'm sorry if I'm a cheerleader and I got my Alberta. I don't live there, by the no, way. I, I don't. I, but, and but he's from Saskatchewan. I'm from so. Saskatchewan. I live in British Columbia. But I think the time has come for, for Alberta to shine. I do. I agree. Yeah. All right. Any last words before we... Uh... We break off. Well, no, I'm uh, I'm just honored. I'm honored to to have this 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 great opportunity. Um, I just want to say, guys, if you are following Mark and been on his channel, you know the quality and the value he brings. He, uh, I've watched you grow since since when you first got started. I don't even recognize you anymore. Of the deals that you're doing, the value you bring, stuff you do. You're you're um you're you're a true inspiration to this community and and, and we need more mark offers in this community right we really do and if you guys aren't following russell you should be following him on instagram you should be following him on youtube he's a little bit more sporadic about <laughs> videos than i am once a week i'm only once a week once a week, <laughs> once a week yeah okay you took a little time off. i'm a little i'm a little long i'm a long form person more than form. yes I, I i i have to get into the shorter clips a little yeah. bit more so all right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, we appreciate you. So, what did you think of this episode? Did you have a? Did you have a? Uh, you know, did you have a little bit of a surprise about our take on the market, on what we're seeing out there? Did you have a little bit of surprise about what we recommend and where? we recommend to invest. Do you have any further questions? Most importantly, did it stir your curiosity to maybe check out something else? Has it stirred your curiosity to take a deeper dive back into, maybe back into the Ontario marketplace and check out where some of the numbers are? I know I just saw one of Mark's recent videos. A couple of the markets that he has his eye on um, are actually have been trending up again. And on sales numbers over the last couple months. So it's not all doom and gloom out there in, in the marketplace, um, but make sure you stick and listen to people with the experience. That's why I wanted to go have a conversation with Mark. Mark is a, a veteran in the trenches who is a person who's putting his the money on the line. He is acquiring properties. He's transacting properties. And I wanted to have this conversation with him. So hope you enjoyed it. And Hope you took a tremendous amount of notes from that. Not only just the notes, but most importantly, hope you do something with the information that you just learned. Okay, gang. Um, once again, I'm going to just reiterate from the beginning. If you are interested in um, taking your real estate investing up to the next level and you'd like to be on the inner track and the inside track within uh, the community that I've built, by all means, let me know. Um, just send me a quick email. Hello at russellwescott.com. We can book a consultation. Um, if you have some questions or if you'd like some help or you'd like to, to maybe even just get a second pair of eyes on your business plan and the business model you'd, you're doing, I'm, I'd be happy to help. And, and as I tell most people when I have these conversations, I, I have all the time in the world for people that are interested in elevating their game. I have all the time in the world for people that want to invest in themselves to take things up to the next level. I have all the time in the world for people that want more.
M-O-R-E. That's what I'm here to help you with more within this game of real estate. Okay, gang, why don't we just leave it there for today? Got some tremendous um, episodes upcoming. I know I've been, I think I had about, I think it was about a month off here. Um, I had a pretty bad cold when I got back from Toronto and I was out of the game for, for better part of 10 days. And then I was playing catch up for a while after that. And then I had a whole pile of webinars I had to deliver. I've been doing online events for other people's coaching programs. I've been doing live events. Um, a couple of, again, they're getting fired back up again. I'm just having a thorough blast getting out there again and just helping people. You know, I've said this many times and I'm going to keep saying it is I've been blessed by some of the best of the best in this real estate investing game. Some of the best of the best trainers and coaches and mentors and inspiring people in this game. I've been blessed to learn from some of the best. And what I'm doing is I want to take all those lessons that I've learned and I want to share it with you. Because I'm a firm believer if you have been blessed, you need to be a blessing to others. So that's what I'm here for. And that's what maybe what this little, you know, this little podcast uh, um, project, let's call it a project, is about is just paying it forward, sharing the 20, almost 25 years of experience in real estate and sharing it with you. Okay, gang? And remember, you know how we end each and every one of these episodes. We end them the same way. Remember. In every interaction you have with another person, always leave them feeling inspired, encouraged, and always come from a place of love. Bye for now, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Russell Westcott Podcast. Before you run off, could you do us one final favor? Wherever you're listening to this episode, we encourage you to leave a review, share with your friends, and subscribe so you can receive the latest episode to keep you feeling inspired and encouraged for the entire week. Visit www.russellwestcott.com for more information, support resources, and upcoming speaking engagements near you. Bye for now. Bye for now.